Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. 77 WABC Sports, celebrating 100 years from the World Series in 1921. Well, here now is Babe Ruth to Howard Cosell. Hello again, everyone, Howard Cosell. And now 77 WABC Sports is on Instagram. All the news, all the stories, all the action. Follow at 77 WABC Sports. WABC Talk Radio 77. Seeing you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what happened, I've been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your telephone calls this hour. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. No smoking gun. No smoking gun the house select committee investigating last year's capitol riot broadcast a dramatic montage of video clips but that was all they had and that's re rehashed this was supposed to be a big tv Production. Well, if that's the case, whoever paid for this, you need to get a refund. The home stretch of a nearly year long investigation. The panel at its best had the power to change minds. But here is what I saw. And, folks, if it was different, if I saw it different, I would call a spade a spade. It is what it is. I am just telling you what I saw as someone has been doing this for close to 40 years. The chair, Benny Thompson of Mississippi, wasted, absolutely wasted the first precious 15 minutes of the opening of the hearings. He's a veteran lawmaker from a conservative state, but let's face it, most of America has no idea who Chair Thompson is. And for the first 15 minutes, if I was a television executive at one of the networks, I'd want to bang my head on the table. 
for the first first 15 minutes, he gave us this dry regurgitation of what we've all heard a million and one times over and over. Now, they did play clips of uh, previously uh, unseen interviews, for example, with former Attorney General Bill Barr and with Ivanka Trump, the daughter of the um, of the uh, ex-president. And Barr, I found this interesting. Uh, the president's attempts to cast the election as stolen from him. Barr called the effort bull. You fill in the rest, right? So that was a little exciting, but I really believe half of America that had tuned into this had already tuned out because the chair wasted the first 15 minutes. And so in a separate interview that aired, Ivanka Trump said she accepted Barr's view on the election. So, by saying over and over and over again that Trump was at the center of a coordinated multi-step effort to overturn the results of the 2020 elections, well, you can say it until you're blue in the face, but you need to prove it. And this first hearing, at least the first uh, hour and a half of what I saw, was a complete waste of time a blown opportunity. That's one of the stories we're going to be talking about this morning. A, another story we're going to deal with is uh, earlier this week, I told you about the 15-year-old teenager who was shot while doing her homework in her family's house. Well, she is blasting Mayor Adams over the gun violence, and the teenager who was shot in the leg while she was doing her English home homework at the St. Albans home, says that the mayor's handling, and this is a 15-year-old child, right? But this is a very gifted 15-year-old child. I'll explain that in just a second. Says that the mayor's handling of crime is laughable. To show you how warped things are in society these days, this teenager, by the way, she's a student at the Bronx High School of Science, one of the top three high schools academically to get into in New York City, Brooklyn Tech, Stuyvesant, Bronx High School of Science. She is a student at the Bronx High School of Science. And what does she plan to write her college essay about? Gun violence from a first-person perspective. She plans to study a STEM-related field at Columbia University, and she plans to figure out how to use her horrifying experience to affect change. And while all this is going on, you're not going to believe this, folks, but this week, on Wednesday, Mayor Adams partied into the wee hours. We know he likes to um, he likes to uh, have a good time, you know, nightside mayor. But he was with the stars, Jennifer Lopez, uh, rapper French Montana, Ryan uh, Seacrest. This was all for Jennifer Lopez's new movie, Halftime. And the mayor who had testified during the day in Washington, 
had just got back to New York after midnight and was at this uh, party. And so, you know, it's great if New York has a mayor by day, a mayor by night. It's wonderful. But these are not normal times. The city is in crisis. The mayor's time, and obviously he differs with me, the mayor's time would be better spent focusing on the gun violence. Let's start with your telephone calls. Again, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Michael in New Jersey, good morning and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Yeah, I totally agree with you. The beginning of the hearing, when that idiot, that moron, that, that imbecile, Benny Thompson, started with, this brings me back memories of slavery and the Ku Klux Klan. What the hell are you talking about? What has this got to do with slavery and the Ku Klux Klan? Are you out of your mind? You're trying to say that this is racist? They had a group there called the Proud Boys. That's a racist group. It was started by a dark-skinned Dominican guy who is very patriotic. This is about racism, about the Klan? You know, this, I, I hate to say this, but this guy, this, this Benny Thompson, together with Stan, are actually embarrassments to their own race. He's an embarrassment to black people, and this moron, this idiot Stan that I just heard on, on Rita Crosby's show is an embarrassment to white people. Both of them are total morons. I mean, what, I don't know. How could you say something like that? That whole, the whole thing was a farce. It's a joke. And the next time they meet, it'll be the same thing over and over. Trump is this. Trump is that. It's all Trump's fault. And, and the people are supposed to listen to this and then vote in a Democrat? These but people are in fantasy land. Michael, They're I... handing the next election to the Republicans, and God bless them for it. Michael, I, I thank you for your telephone call. What it reminds me of um, is that commercial with the uh, elderly woman, and she. this is going back many years, a Wendy's commercial, and, and the punchline to the commercial was, where's the beef? And I, I am speaking objectively. I am not putting a partisan spin. But if this was really a television production, the first thing they would have said was, uh, Mr. Chair, um, uh, maybe we need to cut you down to a one-minute opening statement, and let's get Liz Cheney in there a lot sooner. Mr. Chair, you're going to lose half of America if you go on for 15 minutes. So you keep telling us, here's the equivalent of what happened at this first hearing. This is the, the best equivalent, the best way I can explain this. I am going to hit a grand slam. I am going to hit a grand slam. Okay, Mr. Carter, when are you going to hit a grand slam? I am going to hit a grand slam. Okay, Mr. Carter, when, 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 when? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So what I heard was, what I heard was regurgitated points of view. Trump is bad. Trump, Trump manipulated the situation. Trump is behind the violence on January 6th. That's what I heard, which is nothing new. And at some point, where's the proof to back up what you're saying? 
And if this if this if this is supposed to be a television production, I guarantee you the networks won't all be live except for Fox next time. Because they, they lost they lost money tonight or or last last night, however you want to look at it now this morning time. For for the chair, I just can't, could not believe what I was looking at. For the chair from Mississippi, we we you know America doesn't know who this guy is, and with this draw that goes on forever, and I'm not I'm not making fun of him, but you know back in 1945 when the Klan and and it's like huh huh. You know, you, you say you say Trump is awful, so show it to me. Show it to me. Let's go to Solomon in Toronto. Good morning, Solomon. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Yeah, I'd just like to say uh, that Trump is, um, people created boogeyman. It seems like Trump, Trump is the boogeyman, and then... They try to catch him, but then they they fail, and now they're in tunnel vision. It seems like people are in they're in tunnel vision, and there's nothing you can do to to get through to them. <laughs> right. Well, well, you know, if if you if you say you got the goods, you know, you you promised us you got the goods. What I saw tonight, it, 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 again, and I, I you know I have no skin in the game. Uh, what I saw tonight was was a was a waste of uh, was a waste of time, frankly. Uh, the video was compelling, even though we've seen seen parts of it. No one wants to see police officers uh, injured. Uh, the Justice Department, and thank you, Solomon, for calling in from Tor- uh, Toronto. The Justice Department has been handling uh, all of all of these um, investigations and prosecutions. And so it, it's just it was just a very very interesting. Let's go to Tom. Tom in the Bronx, I believe, on Mayor Adams. Good morning, Tom. Welcome to Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Hey, Dominic. Look, I just want to say two things. I'm not unique. I don't believe what I hear. I believe what I see. And if that video on January sixth wasn't enough. There's no verbal explanation for that. And one more thing I'm going to say, why do we have a police commissioner that the mayor is getting all the blame? Why do we have a police commissioner? Okay, so, okay, so, so, so wait, so wait a minute, wait a minute, Tom, Let, let's go back for a second. You still with me? Yeah. Okay, all right. So you said the video basically says it all for you. Are you talking about the original videos or the video that was played at this first hearing? I'm talking, you can take the video that's played on TV. That was enough. Besides the extra stuff that they found out okay. that wasn't okay. broadcast. And, and I agree with you. The actions of some at, at that rally was despicable. There, there's no way of explaining that. But, I mean, you just can't, you just can't say, oh, Trump is behind it. You got to prove it. You, okay, you have- I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it, but nobody proved that Trump isn't. Okay, so that's just an issue of 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 our of what we think. Okay, go ahead. And and I'm you not- and you also said uh, the mayor, and what well, you said why is the mayor taking all the heat and not the police commissioner? Well, he yeah. he here's why, Tom. The mayor 
appoints whatever police commissioner that he wants to appoint. Mayor Adams decided to go with this police commissioner, the first woman police commissioner, and her gender has nothing to do with it. And frankly, I think that she's doing a decent job. But when you're the mayor of New York City, the buck stops with you, period. And rather than the mayor being with Jennifer Lopez and French Montana and and uh, Ryan Seacrest, I think it would be more better use of his time for the mayor to be seen at a late night photo op, uh, uh, visiting roll calls at police stations, uh, riding the subway in the middle of the night. I just don't think, Tom, but I hear you and I thank you for the call. I just don't think it's appropriate for what the city is dealing with for the mayor to be um, hobnobbing with uh, French Montana and, and Jennifer Lopez. Let's go to our friend Jennifer up in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Um, a couple of things. Regarding Liz Cheney, I, t- I only tuned in for a short period. Uh, my blood pressure could only take so much. Because what she did say, she what really got me was about the people that have fallen in service to this country and that they were fighting for a, lo- uh, a nation of laws, not of men. And I had to laugh. You had the FBI in the Justice Department investigating a presidential campaign and a sitting U.S. president on phony Fugazi stuff that they knew was phony and Fugazi. Their own FBI lawyers lied. I mean, and then you think about they don't want to talk about the open border. And and at the rate we're going in four years of Biden, we'll have 10 million illegals pouring across that border. I think our men and women, including people that I know and love that have fought for the service of this country, have fought for the country, for the flag and the country it represents and the people, the citizens of the country, not for the whole world. So it just, it irks me what they pick and choose. And then they want to talk about the Ku Klux Klan. Dominic, what party was Ku Klux Klan formed by? And, and what party didn't want um, blacks to be able to own guns um, so they weren't empowered? I mean, for the love of God, it's, we, it's just so frustrating. And the other thing is just the, the lack of sincerity. Liz Cheney mentioned that President Trump didn't call up the National Guard that day. Well, she never said that Trump had advised his cabinet and to let Pelosi know that he thought that they should call out the Guard and nobody did. And Benny Thompson would not allow Nancy Pelosi to be questioned on security at the Capitol, which is she is in charge of it, I'm sure you know. But that's a no-go zone. We can't ask Nancy Pelosi why they were so ill-equipped that day. Was it intentional or just complete negligence? It's one or the other. And either, either case is not good. And just last but not least, the fact that Nancy Pelosi appointed those two to that um, committee, uh, Kinzinger, and Liz Cheney, two known Trump haters. Those are the two she picked. Never before has it been that the minority could not, you know, um, pick their own. And she chose them because she didn't want the ones Kevin McCarthy chose. And so when you listen to it, you have to just say, people are saying, oh, and even the Republicans, even the Republicans on the committee, they're known Trump haters and they have an agenda. And to me, the whole thing, if you look at the Benghazi hearings, that were really treated as, you know, there was questions back and forth, both parties, all sorts of people were able to ask 
questions. And you know, the funny thing is they never got any prime time coverage or any documentary filmmakers in charge or anything else. It's a big dog and pony show. And to me, it's just a sad state of affairs. When you look at all that's going on in this country, they're saying, look at the shiny object over here, January 6th. Look at this. Don't look at no baby formula. Don't look at gas prices. Don't look at, don't look at your 401k. Right. And to me, it's very disturbing. And I just appreciate you letting me talk. As well, always. You're, you're a kind gentleman. Well, and I thank, appreciate you. thank you for the call, Jennifer. And, um, you know, you mentioned the baby formula. I believe it arrived in Texas. Uh, America should have never been in this situation, and and you know there there was a saying amongst amongst the kids when I when I grew up that you can run but you can't hide, and that's the situation. And and again, I have no skin in the game. That's the situation that Democrats find themselves in. There is nothing that is going to change the impact of the midterm elections. It is going to be a bloodbath against Democrats. And maybe I should select a different word considered considering what happened in uh in Texas and uh in in Buffalo, but it's not going to be good for the Democrats. Nothing's going to change that. And if if Democrats thought that this might uh muddy Trump so that he can't run it, you miscalculated Padly, the how do you let the chair get up there? I understand nobody's going to stand up to the chair, the politics of it, but you know, but this guy from Mississippi and low key and and back in the clan, and you know, I mean, for fifteen minutes, for the first fifteen minutes, and he did an awful job. They need to teach them how to how to read the teleprompter better. They shouldn't put the prompter lower on the floor so that every time they're speaking and they're trying to look at the prompter, they're looking down. It was just a bad production. And when we come back, we're going to have your telephone calls here. I'm looking at uh, Pete in New Hampshire. He says this was a dog and pony show tonight. We're going to go to New Hampshire, Yonkers, Manhattan, Staten Island, and the Bronx. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. No smoking gun. No smoking gun. It wasn't even a good TV production. That is the House Select Committee investigating last year's Capitol riot. Their first public hearing beamed to a national TV audience and outside of the video. It was a flop. I'm looking at an email from a friend of the program, Sal, and he says, 
The first part of these hearings was not, was more like a slick production rather than a traditional Senate hearing. Sal, my friend, I disagree with you on that. This was not a slick production. It, it was boring TV. Sal goes on to say, since when is a Senate hearing coordinated by a television producer? Why wasn't there an equal number of Republicans and Democrats on that panel? Will Nancy Pelosi and the D.C. mayor be called to testify? Will the killing of Ashley Babbitt uh, be mentioned? These hearings should be conducted in the traditional ways with both sides uh, being able to question witnesses and challenge evidence. Well, the Democrats in the House have the votes, they have the power, but they blew their opportunity. They blew it. Let's go to Pete in New Hampshire. Good morning, Pete. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, good morning, Dom. The same to you. Good morning, and uh, thank you for taking my call. You know, we could go back if we wanted to, but I won't get into it that deep. Don, they were out for Donald Trump the minute he came down the, the Trump Tower and announced that he was going to run for president of the United States. They had it in for him right then and there, and they were ready to hang him from the get-go. But beyond that, you look at what they did for four year, years with Russia, 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 Russia. They had to get rid of this guy no matter what. So now we're into this one. Then the, then the Mueller investigation they threw that, and now the, the uh, January 6th committee, they got rid of the January 6th committee, Benny Thompson and Liz Cheney, who they picked for Republicans, Liz Cheney and crybaby Adam Kinzinger, turned around, and they got rid of Jim Jordan, they got rid of uh, Mr. U, uh, Banks, and, and so now here, where we are right now, they're still out there spending, wasting millions and millions of taxpayers' dollars over nothing but to cover their butts, because Nancy Pelosi, the bottom line here, uh, Dom, is Nancy Pelosi should be held accountable. Donald Trump, if you follow the timeline, Donald Trump was asking for 20,000 National Guard guardsmen. Well, on the, well, on the 4th of January, Dom, hey, but and Pete, Nancy Pelosi never responded. I, I hear you, Pete, but I do have to be honest with you. I don't think what the president did was criminally liable, but he could have handled this in a much better way, in a much better way. And so, you know, I, I do feel that President Trump has some responsibility. Now, does he have criminal responsibility? No, he does not. And the Democrats did not do themselves a favor tonight. They will say bipartisan panel, but what we saw uh, just a few hours ago, or at least the first hour and a half, was a complete joke. I mean, I, I. Anyway, let's go to Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, good morning, Dominic. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to say, you know, I agree what you had to say tonight nationally in regards to uh, the committee uh, that's investigating what occurred on January 6th. I think you were right in everything you said. And on a local level in regards to New York City, uh, I do also agree with you that uh, the mayor, who's not six months in uh, as the chief executive of the city, 
uh, he should be more focused on the gun violence, and especially in regards to uh, his poll numbers in regards to uh, how his performance has been so far. I think it was only like 30% people approved. But I just wanted to say that I agree with what you had to say tonight well, in regards to what's going on nationally and in regards to New York City. Thank you for that, Al. Let me just uh, let me just go back to the Giuliani days, right? So I'm based out of City Hall, and uh, whenever you're assigned to cover the mayor, right, as long as the mayor is working, somebody has to be working covering the mayor. The reason being, so for example, when um, I believe, um, well, when President Bush, the first Bush, was in Japan and he got sick and threw up in the prime minister's uh, lap, you've got to have reporters there. Uh, you know, as long as the official is is out publicly, you've got to be there. And with Giuliani, we, meaning members of the fourth estate, used to complain bitterly to our managing editors and news directors because this guy would never stop working as the mayor of New York City. He would be at City Hall at 7 a.m. That means that we've got to be up with the camera crew and we've got to be at City Hall at 6 a.m. if the mayor is there at 7 a.m. And if the mayor doesn't leave until midnight, that means that we got to stay until 1 a.m. in the morning. And Giuliani would often be at City Hall working nonstop. That's what Mayor Adams needs to do. Give up the partying with the celebrities. Because you know what, folks? This is what I would say to myself. If I were in Mayor Adams' shoes, I would say, well, did these celebrities want to party with me seven months ago? And we already know the answer. No. But now you're the mayor. (laughs) And so now you're a rock star and everybody wants to party with you. So I, I, I would say seven months ago that they want anything to do with me. And the answer is no. And so if you didn't want me then, don't want me now. Plus, follow, listen, I get it. Giuliani's a Republican. You're a Democrat. You, you don't want to be associated with him. But learn from what Giuliani did. I'm telling you, folks, when we were assigned to cover Giuliani, This man would work from 6, 7 o'clock in the morning and not go home until 1 o'clock in the morning. And even then, he'd be driving around the city uh, in in, in his unmarked vehicle uh, observing what's going on. Let's go to Tim. Tim in Queens. Good morning, Tim, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. Nice to uh, hear your voice as usual. Um, Thank you. I, uh, I got I got to say, I, I probably agree with you like 95% of the time, and I, I really enjoy your program a lot. Okay. Um, I just, I guess I want to respectfully disagree on this a little bit. I hear bit. you. I, used to I be, hear you. I used, to, I used to be a Trump supporter, and for me, January 6th was just the last straw. Um, enough is enough. Um, he fomented it. He, he he pushed it. Uh, over 60 federal judges threw the case out of court. Um, Barr, his own handpicked attorney general, said it was, quote, BS. Um, 
And then we had this thing on January 6th, and after it all goes down, he and, and, and police officers are, are assaulted and people are hurt, and then he puts out a video um, hours later, and in the video, he, he has to say, uh, oh, yeah, go home, but we love you. You're special. Um, yeah, this was his fault. And I, I agree with one of your previous callers. Yeah, the Mueller, Russia, Russia, Russia. Your, your previous call was absolutely right. They wanted him from day one. That is all true, 100%. But that in itself doesn't excuse his actions and inactions on January 6th. So... Well, I, hey, Tim, I, I appreciate you for the call. Thank you. I, I just see it a little different going back. So let, let's go back to when Trump uh, started. So there was always this two-step. Will he run? Won't he run? Will he run? Won't he run? Right? So this time he said he's going to run. The entire press corps said, no, you're not. No, you're not. Stop wasting our time. You're raising your name to build up your TV show. And then he says, surprise, I'm a candidate. I do not believe that they wanted him from when he came down the escalator because every news reporter knew, ka-ching, Trump is wonderful for excitement, for headlines, for, for making our business thrive. So they did not want him in terms of wanting to destroy him when he came down the escalator. It was minutes later when he made the comment about Mexican Americans and the press corps. And I'm not saying that it was right. The press corps was like, how could you, how could you, but you see folks, please don't take this the wrong way. You have to think like a successful candidate. Trump knew coming in that he had to stand out. He had to stand out. It was a field of what, 19 candidates at the time? And he had to stand out. So he had to do something outrageous. And it worked. And it worked. And so from that comment on, from that comment about Mexican-Americans, and then Trump standing up to reporters, for example, uh, him saying that Don Lemon doesn't have much intelligence, which I agree with. Or, or may, wait, 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 wait. Maybe, maybe, maybe I better back that up. Maybe I better back that one up. Um, I I don't think he's the most compelling type guy. This is my cleaned up language. I don't think Mr. Lemon is the most compelling type guy on television. And I think that he's someone faking it as a political reporter. Maybe that's a little better way of, uh, of saying it. And so Trump came in and started calling out reporters and, and, and the media didn't like it. And so this hearing a few hours ago did nothing to destroy his possible candidacy, his return. I don't even know why they build it as something special because it, it this was nothing but hype sort of along the lines of a Geraldo Rivera special on, 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 uh, on, uh, items at the bottom of the sea. Let's go to max in Manhattan. Good morning, max. You're on talk radio 77 WABC. Max, are you there? 
Okay, we're going on to the next call. Max is not there. Let's go to Miguel in Flushing. Good morning, Miguel. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Um, This committee, this is a joke. This is really, nothing came out of this. Stan was all excited last night when I was listening, um, ready to jump down. They haven't done anything with this. Nothing has come out. It's the same stuff. Democrats have all the power right now. They have the House, the Senate, the President, and they haven't done anything. The country is going backwards, and I want everybody that's watching this garbage for the next six days, whatever it is, it's going to be boring TV. There's nothing new. Just watch how the country is melting down. And I don't know how anyone can vote Democrat. If you're a Democrat voter, what is – why would you vote for them again? They have they have all the power right now. They haven't done anything mm. but waste time on Donald Trump. I'm I, I'm I voted for Trump, but I'm not. I really want Ron DeSantis to be the candidate in 2024. I want him to win. I don't want Trump to come back. And Biden. I mean, we don't even have to talk about that. He should be gone already. Uh, it's just a waste of time. The country's melting down, and they're worried about January 6th. What happened here when they were um, BLM was burning down New York City stores everywhere, killing police officers? I mean, burning down precincts in Minnesota. How come there's no committee on that? It's it's a waste of time. Well, one one could make an argument. <laughs> Miguel, that the Democrats are working with Black Lives Matter. I mean, uh, what's her name? Patrice Cullors. She she's become a millionaire, and uh, she owns several homes. So so maybe the uh, Democrats are. You know, it's worked out in big, large mansions, not regular homes. So maybe you know, maybe they they are working with her. Miguel, I I thank you for the call, and I'm being a little sarcastic there. I think. <laughs> um, Let's go to uh, Joe in St. Albans, Queens. Good morning, Joe. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Go ahead, please. Fine. Listen, Benny Thompson, with his opening monologue, was referring to the fact that the folks that were breaking down the Capitol were the children of the Ku Klux Klan. They're white supremacists, Okay. And when Trump calls them my people, his father didn't allow your people to live in his apartments. He was raised that way. Okay, so, so wait, 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 Joe, who, who, who do you define as my people? I just want to make sure I'm clear. I'm a white guy, and I think you're brown. Okay, I'm African-American, but, but okay. African-American, that's fine. Listen, I, I don't want to argue with you there. No, 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 um, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that, Joe, because, um, and, and let um, me, wait, wait, Joe, I'm not going to cut me, you off. Wait, wait, Joe, 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 because, and I've said this a million and one times, I have heard, I didn't know Donald Trump's father, but I have heard the charge of racism against Donald Trump many, many times. Joe, do do I sound like the type of guy that would be down with a racist. Do I sound like that? No, but you you didn't understand what Benny was talking no, about. No, no, and and he wasn't saying he wasn't making that type of equation. He was saying it's the same type of sentiment. But on a national stage, 
with the country's attention, it was an absolute waste of time. And he was the wrong guy to deliver. 15 minutes of that? Go ahead, Joe. Uh, No, I'm not a Trump fan. I didn't vote for him. Um, I tend to vote for people I like. I did vote for Curtis. I think the mayor we have now is an empty suit. I hate to say that, but that's what I think. Um, Curtis, I think, would have made a better mayor, but hey, he didn't get there, fine. I'm normally a Democrat and a labor man. I, you know, grew in the Democratic Party, uh, my family before me and all, but Trump does not belong in this politic world we are in he's a racist even the black even the black woman that worked for him walked away in disgust his niece has written books i I believe you're referring to amarosa and she's not she's not exactly the type of uh, person that i would quote as um as uh, a scholarly (laughs) She, she, she she was a reality star pushing a book and I understand the, the, hey, but that. Joe, the first thing they tell you when you're pushing a book is you got to have something sexy. You got to have something sensational. So, so what do you think? So, I, so Joe, and I thank you for the call. I inter, I interacted with Mr. Trump uh, maybe five or six times, right? Privately, he's never. That, okay, so so one of the things that turned me off about Bill De Blasio, and I'm gonna put it out there, I've known Bill De Blasio a long time. I don't like, or I didn't like when de Blasio walked up to me and he was trying to address me as one black man to another. And he tried to give me what, what it's called the black handshake. And I just saw that as him being a complete phony. Just shake my hand like a man. And, and we go on from there. And so with Trump, every time I interacted with him, he looked me in my eye Shook my hand like a man, man to man, and you know we we had a couple of private conversations, but not once, not once did the man bring up race. Not once did the man do anything that could be considered racist. And truth be told, folks, and I am way past the commercial break here, but truth be told, before Trump became uh, a candidate for president, if you accurately look back in history all the rappers looked up to trump and rapped about they wanted to be donald trump so do you think this man is a racist when the brothers from the hood are rapping about him and want to be seen with him i i you know i hear folks say that all the time oh trump is a racist i mean not once so I, I see de Blasio, instead of shaking my hand, he gives me a black man handshake. And it's like, come on, Bill, you're not a brother. We'll be right back. Stay with us. W-A-B-C. 
Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. It is remarkable. The 15-year-old randomly shot in her queen's home this week. A 15-year-old child. A 15-year-old who is a student at one of the best high schools in New York, the uh, uh, Bronx High School of Science. The 15-year-old girl that was shot in the shin, she is blasting Mayor Adams over gun gun violence. She's on the debate team and says even the students make fun, high school students, not college, not PhD, not master's program, high school. They make fun of the mayor and that it's laughable what he's doing as it relates to relates to fighting gun violence in New York City. And what's sad, the young lady says she now plans to write her college essay on gun violence from a first-person perspective. This, as this week, the mayor returned to New York after testifying before Congress on gun violence, and his flight came in late, and the mayor beelined to a uh, party that was being thrown in Jennifer Lopez's honor, uh, about her new movie, Halftime, the mayor arrived just after uh, midnight and uh, was hobnobbing, if you will, with reality stars and rapper French Montana and Ryan Seacrest. And this, as a poll came out this week, Siena College, that 75% of New Yorkers believe they are next when it comes to being a victim of crime. Coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Morano, the other side of Midnight Henry in Manhattan. Good morning, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Henry, are you there? Okay, I think Henry made a mistake and uh, cut himself off. Let's go to Last Minute Mike in Yonkers. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dom. Thanks a lot. That last caller, Joe. Can I just say something? I'm sorry, I gotta get this off my chest. Ignorance, thy name is Joe. That's all I have to say about him. I mean, you know, to qualify a guy to be a racist because even if his father did do what they say he did, it's just nonsense. All right, now, two things. Did you ever stop to think that the guy that produced the show tonight, the reason why he's no longer working for, uh, what was it, ABC? That's a good point. Is because substandard that's a good point because this production that i saw tonight i was expecting something big emmy award winning this wasn't even a college production and there was no evidence of anything it's probably as good as the academy awards now that's a big one that's a big one here's the main point uh there's a guy on the radio his name is mark levin and he reported back january 12th or something right after this all hit the fan that Nancy Pelosi, and he's already heard the story once from him, so I don't think he, he doesn't put out the BS. Nancy Pelosi requested 
from the head of the chief of staff of the army, military machine gun nests around the Capitol. Did you ever hear that story? There are so many stories. I'm 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 more intrigued about your cat in the background <laughs> that I can uh, hear. But Mike, I, I thank you for the call. Let's go to on Mayor Adams. Let's go to Tom in the Bronx. Good morning, Tom. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. I'd like to say that I don't think we can blame the mayor, or the mayor can't be blamed, because his hands are tied by Albany. That's true. Washington D.C. He goes down to. And and they they pat him on the back and they say yes we agree with you but they don't do anything to help him mm-hmm. so let's let, in other words he can't be blamed for that okay so now what about the partying at nighttime well that's another story in other words look look he's trying to put his opinion over the best he can and he's trying to get notoriety maybe he's trying to get these people he's partying with to go down to Washington D.C. or Albany and make uh, to try to help the situation out to get them to see the situation the way it is well um if i were advising uh, the mayor and i'm not tom i would say mayor adams it is political suicide for you to attend these events. Tom, I I um I thank you uh for the call. Let's go to our friend Hudson in the Bronx. Good morning, Hudson. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dom Obo as well, man. It's been a while. Yes, thank you. It has been a while. So uh just to address what that guy said and then I want to go to uh Trump thing with Eric Adams. Um he's just a typical Democrat, man. He he dreamed of this position his whole life. And he dreamed of it for all the wrong reasons. Um, and he can do something because he has the media. He has this. If he called out that DA every single day, um, Hoka would fire him. If he went to the media and said this guy needs to do his job, then Hoka would be forced to do something. So right, but, but but Hudson, oh. but see, but see, but but this is when racial politics become a problem. Adams can't do that because Adams is the second black mayor. Bragg is the first. Uh, Manhattan African-American district attorney. And so he has to have a, a hands-off approach to a degree. He cannot go after him politically. Okay. I, and you know what? I, I You made that point before, and I agree with you to, to, to some point. Um, So what that guy said before about Trump, and I'm so tired of hearing this because my father-in-law talks like this all the time. Trump's a racist. Trump's a racist. How is Trump a racist? I want to know. That guy obviously never met Trump. Not from New York. You know, I worked in 79 for years, man. 79 is 80% black, man. He would come in. He would buy people breakfast. He would go to our boss, like you said, shake his hand, talk to him. That's the type of guy that Trump is. Yes. Yeah. He's never said anything racist. No one can ever point to anything that he said. They just call him racist because the media calls him racist. And not to go back to Biden because it's not tip for tat. But I can literally sit down right now. I know you don't have the time. And I can tell you 10, 15, 20 things that Biden has said on the record, on video. Biden's a racist deep down in his soul. He's a racist. And this is the last thing I'll say. Who's who's Trump's one of best friends? Herschel Walker. His his gay son, Walker's gay son, who's excellent on uh, Twitter, if you ever go on, um, loves him to death. You know what I mean? He's not a racist, man. But, right. Uh, that's it, right. Tom. Hey, listen, I miss it, man. It was great to talk to you. It, it was great to talk to you as well, and I appreciate it, Hudson. And you have a uh, 
a wonderful uh, morning. Joining me right now, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Good sir. Good morning, Dominic. TGIF. Yes, 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 yes. What are you? We're going to go back to the telephone calls in a second. What do you have coming up this morning? Well, as we do each and every Friday, uh, we're going to begin by giving callers an opportunity to ask questions about anything they want. Now, I want to give people fair warning that uh, I didn't watch any of the January 6th committee hearing Last night, I slept through it, and I think you, I made the right decision. You, you did. You didn't miss much. Uh, but if people have questions about that or anything else, I'll do my best to answer them. We have uh, denunciations, as we do each and every Friday. And there's this interesting publication. It's a news source covering higher education. I think it's sort of a right-leaning news source, but it's really interesting. And they have two stories that I find really fascinating. One, all about a college that is prohibiting people from discriminating against sex offenders. So we're going to get into that. And uh, speaking of discrimination, one white college professor is suing his employer for discrimination. So Connor Coots from this website called The College Fix is going to join me to talk about those issues. And uh, there's a few other very interesting stories that we'll get to in the course of the next four hours as well. Well, as we do nightly, let's try and squeeze in as many calls as we can. You select. How about uh, Ilana in Westchester? Ilana, good morning. Are you are you with us, Ilana? Yes, I love listening to both of you. You're all, you're both awesome. Thank you, thank um, you. You know, um, what bothers me about Eric Adams is he doesn't doesn't really show any respect for the brothers, the sisters, and the brothers. You know, he doesn't show respect for being. Uh, a police officer being a mayor. He doesn't represent the police officers. He doesn't stand with them. What he cares about is just, you know, hanging out with people that are not important. That guy Tom said that, um, you know, he's trying to get people to, you know, support him. That's a that's a joke. This guy really is, is, is an embarrassment to the New York City Police Department, to the Fire Department. And, you know, he's digging his own grave because people are getting killed and shot. And he, he's just, a, a, just a, a jerk, I think. I'm sorry. And then I got to tell you, um, Trump is not a racist. He never has been. He never will be. He's, he, you know, he, this country is such a mess right now. What's good about it? The border, the gas price. The crime, you know, in January 6th, you know, they don't want to talk about anything else that happened last year because it's a one-sided, you know, circus. You well, agree? Well, well said. Well said. That's all I can say, and I thank you for that comment. Let's go to Rob on Long Island. Good morning, Rob. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, how are you? Good, good. You know go right what? ahead, please. I listen to you every night. I work nights in the city. And I grew up in the uh, Queensbridge Housing Project home. White guy with a lot of mixed bag friends. Believe okay. me, and they're still my they're still my friends. You know, tonight I was working outside. I'm a metal polisher. I was working outside on 57th and 11th, and you know, two guys accosted me, and I banged one of them over the head with a with a with a, a ladder. Because I, I, I had no other choice, and it never happened to me before, Dominic. No, I, I understand, but please be careful because uh, these well, people out do? here. I'm by myself. I'm working outside. No, the I, I, are out. I, I hear you, but but they feel that the law is on their side, and maybe it is. 
and they feel well, they, they have a right tonight. to respond in any way that they want to. So just please be careful. That's that's my I am only point. careful, but I'm a young I'm a young guy. I'm 46 years old. I always worked out. I'm in the gym. I got a lot of friends. I grew up in the projects. But this, this tonight, what I'm, my point is tonight they ran into the wrong guy. But a lot of times they run into people that are unsuspecting and they're weak and whatever. Hey, but you know, Rob, Rob, I, I wish I had more time. I'm just out of time. I'm glad that you're okay. I understand your point. It's Friday for me, folks. Have a lovely day. You want to keep it right there. Why? Frank Marano, The Other Side of Midnight, is coming up right now, right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC.